Blog Talk Radio. Gonna tell you a little bedtime tale, legend it will become. Burgers flying out the door, sail on. Two for one, no concern for the future. Living for today. Fast food bite on your way, lay it all to waste. The masses are afflicted now. Moo, mad cow. Mad cow. Mad cow, mad cow, line dance song. Hey, Sign Guy Nation. Welcome to the show on another Friday afternoon. Sign Guy with you. Coach Mike Jones will be joining us in just a little bit. But this week I want to jump right into the interview today because it's someone we have been looking forward to having on the show for a while now. We are very proud to bring to you, wow, women of wrestling's Jesse Jones. Jesse, thank you so much for being here with us today. Hi, Sandra. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Now, our fans, I'm sure have been following along with what's happening with you and WOW Women of Wrestling over the last few weeks as the new season has kicked off. And they have not treated you with the respect that so many of us feel you deserve. They are holding a tag team tournament to determine new tag team champions when you had not lost the tag team title. Can you get our listeners up to speed on what it is that WOW's doing and how you're trying to rectify that situation. Yeah, so basically, I mean, you said it. Um, I, I saw, they didn't even tell me. Like, David didn't even tell me. I saw, I was like, they're having a tag team tournament. What do you mean for the number one contenders? Wait, what? He took my belt? Like, and then I found out those dang twins, like, they had family stuff, so they ran off to Virginia. So David was like, well, uh, you don't have a partner, so you have to enter the tournament and get you a partner. And I told him, I was like, you know, the twins would not have been a part of the tag team champions had I not been with them. Like, clearly, I am why they won the titles. I was why they held and, re- and retained the titles, and I could hold those titles by myself. I didn't need the twins. I didn't need anybody. And then um, I tried to prove it to them, which I did, by beating um, little Ice Cold and Foxy. And he still, like, stood on his podium talking about get you a partner. So I tried to go and find uh, this girl named BK, who she may be talented rapper and on the microphone, but she likes to showboat too much in the ring. So she isn't any good. She lost for us. And I, I thought that, you know, the intelligence of the IQ uh, superior, so she says, um, Samantha Smart, her and disciplinarian, like they would have discipline in the ring, which is what, you know, I'm all about. And I did all the work for them, filled out the paperwork to enter the tag tournament, handed it to her, like gift-wrapped, you know, and we go out there and we win our match, and then I find out that she didn't turn in the paperwork. So that's where we're at right now. I was watching last week, and it looked to me like not only did Samantha Smart not turn in the paperwork, it looked like she was a little bit dismissive of it when you handed it to her. I don't think she ever intended to 
give the proper paperwork to David McLean? Are you maybe going to see if Miss Smart is going to be smart enough to avoid divorce court in the near future? <laughs> yeah, I saw where she um, tore it up, and maybe she just doubted. I mean, obviously she's not that smart because um, isn't uh, that tag match that me and Disciplinarian had, isn't that her first win in a long time? Am I am I am I mistaken? Because I'm pretty sure that she she hadn't won in a while. And then what happens? Same thing that happens if you listen to me and you're on my team, you win. I think you're exactly right. Now, for the fans watching Wow Women of Wrestling, we will know that the person that is most vocal in keeping you from your rightful tag team titles has been the founder of Wow Women of Wrestling, the play-by-play announcer, David McClain. You and he have been sparring back and forth verbally over these last few weeks. Can you tell us a little bit on the history of your relationship with David McLean and why he might be doing this conspiracy against you. All right. Me and David go way, way back. And you know what David's issue is and why he really doesn't want me to um, enter the tag tournament by myself? It's the same reason that he will not give me a title shot. Okay. He knows that if I win a championship and I'm by myself and I don't have to rely on nobody else, I ain't never going to lose it. And he's going to have to deal with me a lot more than he does now. David's scared, clearly. It looked like he was pretty scared, and he's been sort of trying to pass the buck over to April Mendez and kind of put some of the blame on her. She's new to the scene there at Wow Women of Wrestling. What's the relation been so far between you and her? Uh, You know, I think AJ is feeling all the girls out, and I've seen her be, you know, chatty and helping girls out and the other girls out in the ring and stuff like that. She don't really know me. I've been around just about as long as she has. So... I'm not sure if uh, she's going to wait and decide and see if she's going to completely side with David, but she ought to side with me because we kind of have, you know, the same history and wanting respect for women's wrestling and stuff like that. So uh, I reckon she ain't too sure on me, and I ain't too sure on her either. So uh, I'm just going to sit that out and see what happens and, and see what she decides if she decides to go with David and pick and choose and let his favorites get title matches or if he's going to let somebody who earned it do it now some really intelligent person over on the Twitter started up the hashtag hashtag justice for Jesse Jones it's been picking up a little bit of steam I know the people there in WOW Women of Wrestling have seen it. What do you think of this hashtag going out there? Do you think it's going to help get the justice that is rightfully yours? I think it's awesome, and I encourage every single listener that is listening to the show 
to use the hashtag and tell David if I'm capable of defeating two people by myself, then I should be allowed to carry, defend my tag team titles. I just should. If I can't do it, then I can't. But I'm pretty sure I can. And you know what? I think David knows I can, and that's why he won't let me. You said a few weeks ago, and I quote, all I need is a prop to stand on the ring apron while I win this tag team tournament. You've had a few props up there so far. Do you think that even though all you really need is a prop, that it's a matter of time before you find the right prop that get those tag team titles back, and at that point, would the props job be over with? Would you dismiss them and have that tag team title all to yourself? Well, David probably wouldn't let me have it all to myself, obviously. <laughs> but, uh, no, when I said I just need a prop, I literally meant, like, set a mop up and lean it against the turnbuckle and let that be my tag team partner. Me never get out, me never tag out. I start to finish, handle the match on my own. Because that's the only way that I can I ensure that I'm going to eventually win. It might take me a minute to figure out my opponent's weakness and how to get in on their shoulder and get my arm bar on. But if I'm just relying on me, I'm going to get the job done. Every time that I rely on somebody else and they stop listening to me or don't do what I tell them to do or they, you know, get gung-ho on their own little route, what happens? We lose. Um, Actually, they lose. And I say they because I have not been pinned and I have not been submitted. So they lose, not me. Obviously, the tag team titles are what is foremost on your mind, especially with this nonsense with David McClain making that ruling. But there's another championship. It's currently held by the Beast. I'm talking of the WOW Women of Wrestling World Championship. Do you have plans at some point to step away from the tag team division and maybe go after the Beast and get the singles championship? Oh, I mean, I think I'm the most deserving person on the roster of a championship match. But, I mean, if you want to go back through and see all the people who have faced the champion, you're going to uh, <laughs> you're gonna see a lot of people whom I have defeated getting title matches. How is that? Now, I might be a little bit biased because I love you, but I think you would make a great, champion once you defeat the beast well as far as I'm concerned I am a champion because I've never been beaten so that's all I got to say about that that's also a very fair point a few months ago it was announced that while women of wrestling was being purchased by Viacom uh, slash CBS, and that has been a big deal for the company. There are more homes, so there are more eyes on the product than ever before. I know 
a lot of the people in the company were very, very excited once that became the news. What's it been like wrestling for a company that is under the auspices of such a large global brand like Viacom? It's absolutely amazing. I mean, it's life, it's life changing. It's surreal. Like it's, it's hard to believe that, you know, 10 year old me that was like yelling and screaming during like Monday night wars and cheering on stone cold and, and mankind and stuff like that, that, that I'm here now. Like if you had told me when I was a kid watching them, be like, you know what? You're going to do that. You're going to meet them. And then you're going to do it on TV too. I would have been like, yeah, right. Get out of here. You're pulling my leg, whatever. Um, yeah, it's just, I feel very, very blessed. Um, and just grateful to be a part of it and that um, CBS and Viacom have bought into it and that they've given us um, a platform and a spotlight to do what we love. And people are obviously loving it because the ratings just keep going up and they're going to continue to do so. I agree with you on that. Uh, Just in your everyday dealings there in Bardstown, Kentucky, do you get more recognition from having been on the Viacom CBS brand than you were getting before, or do you think it's still about the same so far as you're continuing to grow? In Bardstown, like Bardstown's still like really pretty small. Um, like it was when I grew up. So everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows that I'm a professional wrestler. They have been, like, watching and following, and, uh, you know, everybody knows me. So in Bardstown, no, I wouldn't say that I've noticed a difference, but I have noticed a difference in Louisville. And when someone like yourself that's been around for a while and you've wrestled some of the very top talent, when you step into the venue to wrestle for Wild Women of Wrestling, do you notice a difference now as opposed to the last season or two of Wow, uh, as far as the accommodations and the fan base and things like that, or is it still in the beginning stages of becoming something much bigger than what it is. What do you mean by the accommodations? Uh, Like, do you see, like, uh, better venues for it? Do you see uh, better catering, more perks in the contract, that sort of thing? Um, What I'm going to say is that Jeannie Buss, who, like, she has always taken – phenomenal care of of the ladies ever since I first started with wow women of wrestling she has like made sure that we were taken care of just as good as any of her other athletes or you know other people like she she wants um you know wants equality and respect for 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 women and that's a, a big thing that wow is about so we have always been uh taken care of but it is uh, there's definitely a whole lot more people and a whole lot more things that are going in and out as far as like, you know, social medias and how to, and, 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 and like 
how many pictures that we need and 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 releasings of, of things like there's there's been differences in that in that retrospect but as far as like accommodation for for the wrestlers and stuff like that um we've always been very very well taken care of like i man i was seeing the prizes uh uh of wow and of uh genie best for that so um i guess what we are looking for um in uh you know viacom mm-hmm. which is, is everything that we have which is just that that bigger platform for for everybody to be able to watch wow superheroes and find a super how who superhero that they can relate to and you know become superheroes themselves for the fans that aren't sure and I think most of them are when she talks about other athletes uh, with Jeannie Buss she's talking to Los Angeles Lakers so that's how well they take care of the wild women of wrestling superstars now like I was saying you are in that tag team division and I know you've been a part of a few different tag teams in your day. What is it about tag team wrestling that really gets you excited and makes you want to go after the tag team titles specifically, even though you don't have a partner currently? Well, if you have a good partner, trained, knowledgeable, with a go-get-it attitude and is willing to do anything to get what they want, uh, the tag titles, tag wrestling can be so, so much fun. I mean, there's so much room for, you know, maybe taking your own play on the rules and making sure that, you know, just in case you're wrong, the referee doesn't notice your mistake. Oh, I'm sure you would never try to sneak one by a referee or anything like that. And I know that they have some good referees there that do a great job. Who are some of the finer officials over there that you think should get more recognition for the hard work that they put into making sure that women of wrestling is a success? Um, I would say all of our referees do a phenomenal job and definitely deserve uh, deserve recognition. I mean, you can't have a wrestling match without an official to officiate, right? So you got to have one there, and you want one that is experienced. You wouldn't want a little league uh, a little league ump going and you know calling the Super Bowl, right? That's very true. I'm sure you never would be in the situation where anyone would question your 100% commitment to the rules being followed at all time. But have you ever been in a situation where not so much David McClain maybe, but one of the referees has caused you to question if there is a grander conspiracy and that maybe they are following the hashtag justice for Jesse Jones. 
Yeah, um, they need to. Uh, I definitely think there's some kind of a conspiracy, but if they want to question me, I'll make them question how good their shoulder routine is once I get them in my arm bar. I'm sure, be it wrestler, war referee, or even announcer, fearing divorce court, so I'm sure they're all going to try to steer clear of that. David needs to be careful. I might force him to be my tag team partner or put him in it. I would love to see that on my television. <laughs> I, I honestly considered picking him up, like just walking up behind him, scooping him up, carrying him in a waist lock and like throwing him up on the apron and telling him he could either be my partner and watch me put my opponent in an arm bar or I'd put him in one. But then I figured he might fire me or find me. He probably would, so I'd rather um, try to work it out his way for a little bit anyways until I can work a way around it. Uh, speaking of your submission, the announcers are always talking about how you're a submission specialist during your matches or even sometimes just when you appear with out having a formal match on Wow Women of Wrestling. I know you have a arsenal of submission holds in your repertoire. Of course, Divorce Court being your armbar submission finisher. What led to you getting into the submission aspect of professional wrestling as opposed to the traditional trying to make your opponent be pinned? Well, I just decided to go back to the the easiest, most basic point of my training where they said, pick a body part and annihilate it. And if you're if you can't lift your shoulder and you can't take me off my feet. So I figured a submission by getting on my arm bar, which it's not your typical wrestling arm bar. Okay, not many people know that. One of my friends used to be the hand-to-hand combat instructor for the Marines. My arm bar is one that he showed me. So it's not really easy to escape, and it's not uh, the escape isn't something that many wrestlers would know. Obviously, in the era that we're in right now, Mixed martial arts has become very big, and it sometimes bleeds over into professional wrestling, and there's Brazilian jiu-jitsu and many other forms of martial arts that all feature submissions to it. Do you go into training in some of the other forms of fighting, like MMA or Brazilian jiu-jitsu, to learn more submissions or do you stick to more of the traditional professional wrestling submissions? No, I'm, I'm a wrestler at heart. So I'm going to stick to that. I might have one tool out that I got from outside of wrestling, but I stick to wrestling. I like to keep it simple. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And so far ain't nothing wrong with my arm bar. Definitely not. And I think most of your opponents would agree with that. Oh, they probably think there's a lot wrong with it. <laughs> I think it's more there's a lot wrong with their arms as opposed to something being wrong with your arm bar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you and I both are very 
well aware that in professional wrestling, injuries are part of the game, and everybody's going to get the occasional bump and bruise and shattered face and so forth and so on. Without having to give away potential strategy information to opponents, what are some of the injuries that you had to overcome so far to become the top contender that you are right now? All right, well, you know, I've been involved in, in wrestling since 2005, right? So I'm not going to put any order on any injury. I'm just going to start listing stuff as they come to my head. Um, I had a, I've had my wrist fractured, a fractured platelet in my foot at the same time. Like basically I fractured my wrist, kept wrestling, um, and then I fractured my foot and then I had a cast on my, uh, arm and my, uh, and my foot. So I had to take like three months off. I've had three concussions, one severe. Um, I've had herniated discs, uh, uh, Compound uh, compound fractures in my back, torn ACL, um, broken finger. Uh, yeah, that's about it, I think. I would be fine if that's all you had, because that's a lot right there. Uh, we we forget the... bumps and bruises, and black eyes don't count, I think. <laughs> I think you're right there. The black eye just... Kind of there doesn't really count as an injury. Someone else that had some injuries and it led to the end of her entering career is the aforementioned AJ April Mendez. On commentary, David McLean occasionally will bring up that he thinks she can have another match or two in her, and she's not outright said that. She couldn't, so the possibility is there, as far as we know, that maybe she's got one more match in her. Do you think that she would maybe be the right opponent for Jesse Jones in maybe a tag team match even? I mean, I'd definitely be willing to tag up with her, but I bet if she steps into the ring, she'll go straight to the beat. You know, she won't have to, like, earn it. Granted, not taking away the monumental amount of things that she has done, and you know, everywhere that she has been and everything that she has given to women's wrestling, I acknowledge and give her every single bit of that. But we're at WOW. And if you want the WOW championship, you should start from the ground up like everybody else is supposed to, no matter who you are. So we'll see. I would love to see that, be it a tag, be it one-on-one. I think the fans would love to see that. Absolutely they would love to see it. Who wouldn't? Without question. I mentioned earlier the hashtag Justice for Jesse Jones on Twitter, and I know with the uh, buyout and Viacom becoming – Part of things, it's probably gotten much bigger for you as far as social media goes and having followers and fans. On just like a weekly basis, have you noticed more and more social media followings and 
more people tweeting at you and following you on the social media than you had in the last few months before the season started? Oh, there is definitely a lot of commotion going on on uh, on social media. My phone hasn't really stopped. They they got people. Made me think the pop for a second. They got people. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 big. It's definitely a lot more going on. I wasn't never, you know, for a while, you know, back in my twenties and stuff. I was really big on my social media and and daily and like hourly, like constantly on it, like doing stuff. And then I got older and I was like, man, I kind of want to like just hang out at the lake or go fishing or go hunting and not really worry about my phone. But uh, I haven't really had that choice lately because it's like it's uh, it's definitely blowing up. I don't know if it's at this point in time quite there, but do you think as this season continues on and seasons in the future of Wild Women of Wrestling, do you think that we're going to see a lot more wrestling fans making their way to Bardstown, Kentucky, since they're talking about that town every single week practically whenever you appear? Hey, they ought to. Bardstown is... Bar- no, you know what? I don't want them to come. I love my hometown just like it is. I don't need no tour. Californians can stay in California, and uh, everybody else can just stay where they are, come to visit, don't stay. Get you a bottle of bourbon and drink it on your way home. Exactly. I, I didn't mean they would necessarily move there, but I'm thinking maybe as a tourist attraction just to check out Bardstown, Kentucky, where Jesse Jones is from. Wrestling fans tend to do things like that. Yeah, that, I mean, that's cool. That would be cool. Now, you've wrestled quite a bit in the last 17 years or so, and you've been to a lot of different places. How would you characterize the fans that attend the Wild Women of Wrestling events to other places you've been in your career? Oh, they're excited. You know, like, it's it's a big deal. It's 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 a huge show, and uh, the fans are just into it. They absolutely love it. And, I mean, you can hear it, and, you know, when you're watching the show, you can hear the fans and the excitement and how uh, involved that they are and, uh, in, in the matches. And I think it's, you know, I – I love it. I love wrestling fans and um, and wrestling and and uh, giving people the ability to lose themselves. Well, at this point, my co-host, Coach Mike Jones, has joined us, and I believe Coach has a few questions for you, so I'm going to pass things over to the coach with the most. Hey. Hi, hey, how you doing? How you doing? I'm doing all right. Okay, and sign. Uh, did she answer any of my ordinary questions? Um, uh, I think you're safe with your standard questions, Coach. I don't think we really touched on them. Okay, it's always nice to keep up with the Joneses. I've been following your career for a long time, man. You've 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 gone a long, you've come a long way. My goodness. Yeah, it's it's definitely uh. 
I've come a very, very, very long way from my first match at the uh, Memphis Flea Market in Memphis, Indiana. <laughs> okay. And then uh, one of our standard questions, sign guy might already know this, but our fans might not. What is your favorite coffee to drink? My favorite coffee? Yeah. Red Bull, sugar-free. <laughs> okay. All right. And then uh, who were some of your heroes when you were growing up? Um, when I was growing up, it, uh, I started watching wrestling during the, uh, you know, Monday Night Wars and stuff like that. So I was a big fan of Stone Cold, uh, Mankind, Al Snow, um, Matt Hardy, and uh, probably Lita. Like, those were my favorites when uh, I was I was younger. And then... When I got into wrestling and I started, like, studying tape and, and you know, learning my history, uh, I became a very, very big Dusty Rhodes fan and Rowdy Roddy Piper. Um, I love Sherry Martell, uh, Judy Martin, you know, like, I love I, – I fell in love with the old-school Southern style and wrestlers and the superstars from that genre. Nice. Yeah, I loved all those myself. And then did you play sports in high school or growing up? Yeah, I did. I actually uh, I played basketball from fourth grade to ninth grade. Um, and then I I tore my groin during the first week of tryouts into, uh, into ninth grade. So I had to, like, take a season off. And then in between then I transferred schools. So I was like, ah, oh, new school, new sport. And I started playing uh, softball. And I was on the dance team and the cheerleading squad, actually. All right. And then what's your self-defense background? 17 years of professional wrestling. Yes, that'll help. Yes. Yeah, yeah you okay. did a lot of fights in school. So, I mean, that, that gave me hands and reflexes, and wrestling only just made me dangerous. All right, nice. And then uh, what are some of the most memorable matches you've seen or been involved with? There is literally too many to list as far as ones that I've been able to be involved with because, you know, um, I traveled with, um, you know, my pops, Tracy Smothers, and I had the uh, the absolute honor um, of being in, involved in matches with the likes of Dutch, Man, Dutch Mantel and Bobby Eaton and, and Ricky Morton and, like, you, you name them, and Tommy Dreamer, uh, Jerry Lawler, like there's so many greats, so many legends, Bobby Fulton, you know, um, George South, like just so many great minds and and great people to learn from. I've been involved in in dozens of matches with with all of them, and I can't pick just one. Some <laughs> there's there's no way. Okay, and then who were some of your favorite people to work? Um, some of my favorite opponents have been Mickey Knuckles, um, Mickey James. Um, hmm, there's there's quite a few, but I would definitely put the Mickeys at the top. Uh, I was wrestling ODB. Um, Nevaeh. There's 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 so many opponents that I've really enjoyed my matches with that I can't 
I like <laughs> I keep, I feel like I'm saying that a lot. I can't pick just one, but I really can't. You know what I mean? I'm a woman. I can't make yeah. up my mind. Okay, right on. And then and I, I, hope I say Hor- that as a joke. I, you know, <laughs> so I, I'm a redneck. <laughs> I can't make up my mind. I'm not trying to insult any group of people. Okay. And then let me see. Who are some of the toughest opponents you faced, of course, as a work? Um, I would definitely also the, – the the hardest head that I ever received in my life was come from Nikki James. Uh, the hardest palm strike that I've ever gotten was from Mickey Knuckles. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think outside of, you know, just wow, women of wrestling. Um, you know, maybe I'm not sure. Okay, and then do you have any suggestions for people wanting to get into wrestling? Absolutely, find a school, a reputable one that has a trainer who was either a superstar or has produced stars, get solidly trained um, and, you know, chase after it. Live it, eat it, breathe it, sleep it, and you can do it. I tell everybody, you can do absolutely anything that you want to do as long as you're never willing to take no for an answer. Exactly. And then do you have some schools you'd like to suggest? Well, um, I would definitely say uh, Brian Nobbs is an amazing trainer. I trained with him when um, I was in Florida. Um, And then definitely Ohio Valley Wrestling. That is in Louisville, Kentucky. I was there for probably about 10 years. Um, Cody Hawk is in Cincinnati, I believe, and he is a great trainer. So those – at the moment, those are the three that I would definitely tell you guys to check out. Okay, and then what else do you got coming up? Um, you know what? I am strictly a WOW superhero, so I will only be uh, available to be seen at WOW. Um, I will be at WrestleCade um, signing autographs uh, coming in November. I think that's the, it's Thanksgiving weekend, like that Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But as far as um, matches and stuff like that, I am only going to be in a wow ring. And, and it sounds like they take really good care of you. Oh, absolutely, 100%. And, uh, yes, they're one of the top-notch uh, companies. I enjoy seeing you on Access TV or wherever else they're uh, online. You know, I get to watch you on there, too, so – really fun well, watching uh, you. We're actually uh, on uh, syndication with CBS and Viacom, so uh, you can check that out. We're the only all-women's wrestling company to have a worldwide uh, television footprint, so you should be able to check your local listings and find WOW on your local CBS, CW, something like that. And then how do people get a hold of you for merchandise? Um, you can go to the WOW website, www.wowe.com. Okay, great. And then uh, anything else you'd like to plug or promote? No, just make sure that you um, check with your network provider and find out what channel and what day and time WOW is coming on and keep up with our superheroes. And if you are new to Women of Wrestling, you can uh, catch up on Pluto TV or the CW app. So 
you want to start at the beginning and get caught up and then um, stay tuned because we are only going to keep doing um, bigger and better things. Right on. I hope uh, the best for you, and I wish all the luck in the world for you. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm sure Sign Guy has some more. Thank you, Coach. You're welcome. Yep. Well, Jesse, I know that you are a busy woman. I don't want to take up much more of your time, but I want to give you the chance, if there's anything at all you want to say to the listeners, plug and promote, anything whatsoever, floor is all yours. Um, yeah, uh, just make sure you follow me on Twitter and Instagram. It's Wow Jesse Jones, J E S S I E J O N E S, and um, you guys can come and see me, get you an autographed picture at Wrestlecade in uh, Winston Salem, North Carolina. That's coming up in November. Um, and other than that, just stay tuned to make sure you watch Wow Superheroes every weekend. Right on. I watch it every week. It comes on at midnight. Saturday night, Sunday morning in Seattle on CW11 for the people in my area looking for it. Always very exciting to see you pop up on my television. I want to thank you very, very much for taking time to be with us today. I appreciate you greatly, love you, and I look forward to seeing you get those tag team belts back with the hashtag Justice for Jesse Jones. Absolutely. This is for Jesse Jones. Thanks so much for having me, Sign Guy. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, and I'll see you down the road. All right. See you then. All right. Man, that was cool. In the Wow Women of Wrestling every week, Jesse Jones, one of the top professional wrestlers you'll see anywhere. Doesn't matter what the gender is, she's one of the top ones, definitely. Check her out. Watch what she does. Wow is a great, great show. They've come a very long way. Tons and tons of great talent on that show. So make sure you check her out. Coach, we have some show plugs here for people looking for some professional wrestling in the next couple of days. Are you ready to find out where you can find some professional wrestling? Fire away. All right, here we go. Tonight, WCWO in Indianapolis, Indiana at the Outlaw Arena. FGW in Hamilton, Ohio. Heroes and Legends kicks off a three-day event in Fort Wayne, Indiana. BTPW in Wayne, West Virginia. And WrestlePro in Chicago, Illinois. Tomorrow night, Russell Club in Nampa, Idaho. That is where you can find myself, as well as the return of Damian Black and the return for the first time in several years of King Marcus Anderson. TPW tomorrow night in Maryville, Tennessee. PPW in Battle Creek, Michigan. World's Finest Wrestling in Connersville, Indiana. BMFX in Lafayette, Indiana. LPW in Parkersburg, West Virginia. Heroes and Legends kicking off the second day of the three-day event in Fort Wayne. IPW in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Bad Boys of Wrestling in Augusta, Georgia. TIW in Adams, Massachusetts. Dynasty Wrestling in Amsterdam, New York. Hysteria Wrestling in Evansville, Indiana and Relentless Wrestling happening in Spokane, Washington. So that's where you can find awesome. some wrestling. 
Coach, I bet you have some show notes and some plugs yourself. Yeah, we got the Coach Mike Jones Show podcast tomorrow with your role model, Rick Liebon from the Midwest. I'm excited for that show at noon noon uh, Pacific Standard Time tomorrow, and then every Saturday at noon Pacific. And then also you can check me out at Coach Mike Jones, a coach with the most, and Coach Mike Jones on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. And also, don't forget to check out the Real School Army and the NGW Green Room for hundreds of interviews from celebrities all over the world. And also, uh, my sponsor, A-plus Payless Handyman Services, no job too big or small, 10% cheaper than any written estimate, and 15% cheaper for military or seniors. So, yeah, we're really grateful for that, and we thank everybody for all the love and support. And my goodness... uh, Fridays are really tough for me to be on. It was nice I got to get off a little early today. So if I found, sound a little tired, <laughs> yeah, I'm lucky to be on today. Thanks for having me, Sign. Absolutely. I'm glad you made it on here with Jesse Jones. And if you're looking for me on the social medias, you can find me on the Book of Faces, the Twitters, the YouTubes, the Gram. Chicken Bob, my manager, of course, on all the social medias as well. He's very active for a chicken. And then we want to remind everybody, get out there, support your local independent wrestling. You can find me in Nampa, Idaho tomorrow for Wrestle Club. I'm always very, very excited to be at a Wrestle Club show. This one, no different. We also want to send our well wishes to... Kiki Starling and Jay Cruz of Wrestle Club. Uh, they lost their baby yesterday. Uh, mother doing well as far as I know today, but of course, very, very tragic. So our hearts and our thoughts go out to them on their loss. Also, we want to send our best wishes out today. The second anniversary of the passing of Tracy Smothers Uh, so we want to wish everybody including and of course Jesse well wishes as we remember Tracy Smothers and coach one more time for the fans out there and the people in the business if we hear Tracy sucks one more time everybody dies So yeah, we're not. I haven't heard that one in a long time. And then, it, uh, did it, you men, did you mention a CPW show? I was unaware. Oh, you mean the one coming up in no, mid November? Yeah, November twelfth in Arlington. Yes, it CPW is. Returns. CPW presents theatrical wrestling. Theatrical. Yes, they're going the different route this time, yes. Yes, we will stress theatrical wrestling to everyone in the Washington State Commission that may be listening today. Yeah, and that means that they might not even bring their ring, but I would hope they do. Uh, I believe the plans are to keep it home. Okay, yep, we'll see. All All right. right, thanks so much. All right, fans, get out there, support your local independents. Jump on the YouTube, watch a Tracy Smothers match or two or three. We all miss Tracy. 
So do that for us, and we will be back with you Sunday afternoon. We have Darlin Staggs as we wrap up Super Fan Month. I am massively excited to have her on the show. I could talk to her for days upon days upon days, but we'll keep it to the hour-ish that we normally do because I don't want to have her mad at us. And then one week from this very day, Lewis Rock will be with us. He was the assistant to Roddy Piper in the last few years of Roddy's life. He also had his own professional wrestling career. So we will be talking with him in a week. Everybody stay safe out there, and we will talk to you soon.